Hey, Palmetto Shores, and welcome back to our small group resources. I'm really excited today to be working through this passage with you and just be able to see uh, more of Jesus's ministry and seeing him demonstrate his grace and love to people. And I will be moving right into chapter 5 today, looking at verses 1 through 18. And I just want to go ahead and read that passage um, in its entirety today so that we can get a good picture of uh, what's going on and what's context is and um, all that. So I'll be picking up in verse 1 of chapter 5, and it says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethsaida, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, and when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had been there for a really long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going another, going another steps before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at, that, and at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is a Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They said to him, Who is this man that you said, that who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are all well. Sin no more, and, and nothing worse may ha- that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered him, answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. This is why the Jews were seeking the more to kill him, because he because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus is back in Jerusalem after being in the Galilee region, and he comes to this pool of um, called Bethsaida, which is located right outside of the temple. Um, and you can even go there now and uh, visit these ruins today. It's located right outside of the temple in Jerusalem. And uh, if you can get this picture in your head, there's a bunch of people gathered around, and um, many of those were disabled and in need of healing. Um, it would be difficult to get in at the right moment um, into the pool because uh, the amount of people that were gathered there. And as it mentions in verse 7, that when the water was stirred up at the right time, people could get into the water and um, get healing because it was said that an angel would come down and touch the water and it would stir the water. And at that moment, somebody could get in and be healed and they'd come out um, of the water, you know, fresh. They'd be new again. And so um, as you can picture, there's a lot of these people in need of healing, and, and the scripture calls them the invalids, that um, a lot of these people were gathered around, and if you got in at the right moment, then you know you had a chance of being killed. So you can kind of picture this chaos that was around um, around this pool outside of Simple. And it's noted that um, this man that Jesus is uh, confronting or having this conversation with, it's noted that this man had been here for a while, that um, he has been waiting and waiting for endless amounts of time uh, to find healing. And it's clear, I mean, have you ever in your own life 
felt like you've waited and waited for so long and you've just grown weary and fatigued and tired and it just seems like no hope is ever going to come. Um, this is about where that man is and maybe even more for, you know, it says 38 years he's um, been needing healing. And finally Jesus gets into the, and comes into the picture and he asked the man, um, uh, do you want to be healed? And the man is, you know, he's focused on getting in the pool that he misses the point that Jesus is really asking of him. And he's still so focused on the act of getting into the pool and doing something that he doesn't um, really understand. And so instead of Jesus asking him again, uh, he commands the man to get up and walk. And we get to see uh, a lot of Jesus' attributes just in this few verses, in these few verses, that we see his love and compassion for this man. We see his grace to heal him um, as he was just one of many. That uh, even though we don't know if he healed more people in this time, it's, it is important that it's noted in this, this one instance is documented. And we also get to see Jesus' authority over us as people that, um, and just seeing how his divine nature is much greater than our temporal bodies. That um, we get to see Jesus have power over sickness and death and all these other um, temp temporary and worldly um, ailments that we have. So... Um, unfortunately, as we continue through this this passage today, um, we get to see the dark side of kind of the story um, that the Jews that got to see this man carrying his bed and walking again after being, uh, you know, sick for 38 years, uh, they just missed the point completely as well. Um, just like us today, we miss a lot of messages and a lot of points that God may be speaking to us because we're focused on doing something maybe on our own way. But um, in the latter part of this narrative, this man is questioned about his healing that he uh, that he couldn't even tell um, who healed him because Jesus had withdrawn quickly and uh, wasn't able, and the man wasn't even able to identify who it was that told him to get up and walk. And it wasn't until later that we saw Jesus in the temple, and he comes up to the man who was healed and says. Um, you know, are you well? Like, I see you're well again. And, you know, having this conversation with him that the man goes back and tells the Jews that, oh, it was Jesus that healed me. And that just gave more fuel on this fire that the, uh, the Jews hated Jesus because not um, because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. The Jews counted that as a holy day to not work. And so they completely missed the point completely, really. I mean, it seems silly that a man who was healed of his ailments and um, who had had a miraculous um, healing, uh, all they could think about was he always broke the law, he's healed on the Sabbath, um, and so now we have to persecute him. And uh, we have to be careful that we uh, don't miss what God is doing as well, because a lot of times we can find ourselves like these Jews, that um, things that feel like nuisances or um, maybe we don't understand completely what's happening. God is doing something greater than we can understand. So our own personal preferences can also get in the way and uh, we can miss the point. So as the last thing I want to talk about here is this conversation that Jesus had with the man in the temple that uh, when Jesus sees, sees him, he tells him, go and sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. And this almost sounds like the man's healing is conditional that if he goes and sins, Jesus is going to undo it or punish him or something. Uh, but this is not what uh, this is supposed to be taken as, that what we get, what 
what we get out of this counter um, actually is that Jesus has healed this man, shown him mercy and grace and love and compassion, and he's healed him on no other basis but just to give him a better life and to bring glory to God. And he isn't uh, saved, you know, spiritually from this healing, but what Jesus tells him is that go and sin no more, uh, turn your heart to God, receive salvation so that nothing worse could happen. And what that kind of piece of it means is that Jesus is saying, you know, that something worse could be that you die and are eternally separated from God. And that is not what you want to happen. So it, this healing isn't a conditional thing for this man. It's a, it's pointing to our need for salvation, to go and sin no more, turn your life to Christ, get, you know, get saved um, or receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you don't die with a separation from God in an eternity. And uh, we're never going to be sin sinless here on earth. And so um, that just brings our need even more to Christ's intercession for us that we can be called blameless before God. So like each week, I hope you'll have a, a great discussion in your groups and are able to dig even more into a, um, this passage and have great conversation. So I thank you all again for joining us and we'll talk to you next time.